Since the tweet announcing that he was being dropped by Ferrari in 2020, it's been a bumpy road through F1 for Sebastian Vettel. And no, I'm not talking about porpoising. There's since been a lot of talk about him leaving the sport at the end of 2022 and the fact that he's not able to get his edge back anymore and that he can't fight for wins unless he's got a perfectly set up car. However, it hasn't been that long since Vettel was leading a championship. Well, it was 2018, which for an old man like me in my 30s, is not that long ago. It's time for us to talk about the future of Sebastian Vettel in Formula One. And for us to do that, we need to take a short view back to the past. There was a time when Vettel was the Verstappen of his day, in more ways than one. Prior to becoming the lovable environmental hero he is today, there was a time when he was the up and coming young driver that was the future prodigy and a big gamble for Red Bull. It's not surprising that he was seen as a big future talent given that he started karting at the age of only three and began his professional karting career at the age of only eight. Quick side note, his heroes at the time were the big three Michaels, Michael Schumacher, Michael Jordan and Michael Jackson, one of whom I'm sure he might not love so much today. He was accepted into the Red Bull Junior team in 1998 at the age of only 11. This was back when Red Bull was a title sponsor of Sauber in Formula 1, but had been building itself into a solid name of the sport, before eventually purchasing two teams. First, they purchased their main team from Jaguar and turned it into Red Bull Racing, and then bought Minardi, branding it as their junior team, Toro Rosso. Vettel caught the right eye of Helmut Marco as he began racking up titles, including winning the Junior Monaco Kart Cup in 2001. This put him on a path to rapid promotion, and in 2004 he won the Formula BMW Championship, taking 18 victories of the 20 races that season. This little German was definitely going places. At only 18 years of age, he was already a test driver for Sauber BMW, the future was bright for Sebastian Vettel. Much like Verstappen, he had skipped the need to run a pesky Formula 2 career. Kubica's crash during the 2007 World Championship ended up being Vettel's big opportunity and at the 2007 Canadian Grand Prix, he finished 8th, becoming the youngest driver in Formula 1 history to take World Championship points. Red Bull had seen enough and immediately decided to replace Scott Speed at Toro Rosso with the young Vettel. The Red Bull doesn't still swap drivers around mid-season. That would be, um, Pierre uh, awkward. Also, a quick side note here. Scott Speed? I mean, seriously, no wins, no points. His surname is literally fucking Speed. Like, what the fuck? At this point, the game was on for Vettel. He had made it into his dream of being a Formula 1 driver, just like his hero, Michael Schumacher. Now he had to prove that he could cut the proverbial mustard. The 2008 season didn't get off to a great start, as after four races, he failed to finish any of them. The only driver to do that in this season. However, scoring points at Monaco began his journey to becoming a consistent points finisher. This caused the Toro Rosso technical director to praise the young driver, saying suddenly Vettel understood something about how to drive an F1 car quickly. It made a huge difference, not only to the speed he could unlock, but also to his ability to consistently do so. 
At the Italian Grand Prix that year, rain fell and Vettel was in his element. He finished 12 and a half seconds ahead of McLaren's Heike Kovalainen, taking the win, becoming at the time the youngest driver in F1 history, aged only 21 years and 74 days, to win an F1 race. Team boss Gerhard Berger then added his own praise to the young German. As he proved today, he can win races, but he's going to win world championships. And he's also a cool guy. This win gave him the nickname Baby Schumi among the German media. After being moved to the Red Bull team, replacing the retiring David Coulthard in 2009, he took a pole and win at the Chinese Grand Prix, which was a first for Red Bull. Sadly though, that year's championship would still go to the brand new Braun F1 team, but it would be only a year later when we see Vettel start a sprint of success that would cement his name in the history books of Formula 1. Vettel entered the final race of 2010 at Abu Dhabi with a 15-point deficit to Alonso. He won from pole and Alonso finished only 7th. This made him still to this day the youngest driver in the history of the sport to win a World Drivers Championship. Also following John Surtees in the 1964 season and James Hunt in the 1976 season, this was the third time in Formula 1 history that the title winner had not topped the championship table till after the last race. He would go on to win the next three championships, making it four championships in total between 2010 and 2013. This puts him on par with Alain Prost. This gave us some interesting moments, including the incredible multi-21 controversy at the 2013 Malaysian Grand Prix, where he decided to pass Weber even after being told to hold position, something I hope Checo is listening to today. Interestingly, looking back, given how loved Seb is today, at the time he was one of the most hated drivers on the grid. Similar in some ways to the fanbase split decisions of Verstappen and Hamilton today. However, more interestingly was that at the time, this even extended to other drivers on the grid. The simple fact in those days was much like Hamilton's run of glory, Red Bull had the dominant car and also knew how to set it up perfectly for their driver. In 2011 onwards, they would place the car in the best setup for qualifying as no one could touch Vettel's one lap pace in those days. Thus from Paul, he would quickly get out of DRS range and then just run away from the rest of the field creating a dull race for those behind with no chance of glory. His one-finger celebration also didn't help with making him more of an arrogant driver in those days. Like Hamilton in 2021, this caused a lot of fans to even boo him on the podiums. Fans don't like, well, understandably, a dominant winner because it makes F1 extremely boring. However, the other drivers also didn't seem to get on with Vettel. Obviously, one of these was his own teammate, Weber, who was forced into the number two role. Thankfully, something that Red Bull definitely don't do these days. Another point during this time that was extremely funny in hindsight was that in 2013, Hamilton was quoted as saying, this dominance is terrible for the fans and it makes the sport very boring. None of this matters to Seb. The fact that he was hated by the fan base, the grid and the media seemed to only push him to drive better. The turbo hybrid era would change everything for Vettel's career and he even managed in 2014 to be beaten by the incumbent Daniel Ricciardo, the young up-and-comer now at the Red Bull team. 
But at this point, he was offered a contract he couldn't refuse. And like his hero, went to Ferrari. Now that he was fighting a dominant Mercedes and in that scarlet red, the hate that fans and other drivers had for Vettel dissipated quickly and he finally became the lovable Seb that we all know today. However, more importantly, he was putting up a title challenge for the car in red. In this period of his career, most seemed to have written him off, saying that he can't be competitive in anything less than a dominant car. The standings though tell a different story. In 2015, he finished third in the standings, 128 points ahead of teammate Kimi Räikkönen. In 2016, he finished fourth behind previous teammate Ricardo in the Red Bull. Yeah, that must have hurt. In 2017, he put on a solid title fight against Hamilton. Against Hamilton. We know how dominant the Mercedes at this time was, so this was a solid feat. He finished with 317 points to Hamilton's 363. With Bottas and the other Mercedes racking up 305 points, 100 points ahead of that of Kimi Räikkönen. Throughout 2017 and 2018, Vettel and Hamilton traded the championship lead. Seb was really showing he could still display his amazing skill, even when not in the most dominant car. After leading his entire home race at Hockenheim in 2018, it ended with a slide into the wall. It seems like after this, he never really recovered. And even though he's had a sprinkle of wins since, this race really did mark the end of his form. And Leclerc joining in 2019 would mark the start to the end of his Ferrari career. Finally, in 2020, he was let go from Ferrari and joined Aston Martin, replacing my homeboy, Sergio Perez. Now, we haven't really had a chance to see Vettel at the front since those days, given the pace of the Aston Martin for 2021 and so far this season. I don't think a green Red Bull clone will fix that. However, it's fair to say that he's shown some glimmers of brilliance, specifically at the Hungarian Grand Prix and also at Baku in 2021. At the point of writing and recording this video though, most seem to be writing off Vettel and discussing how this is the final chapter for Seb in F1. But as Carl Carlson once said, Don't be so sure! <gasps> we're going to be doing an in-depth look at Aston Martin's car and of course its closeness to the Red Bull competitor in the coming weeks. So. Make sure to subscribe to get that notification. But for now, I want to talk quickly about why I think we'll see Vettel with this team until at least 2024, when he'll be the ripe old age, 36. Adding some context, Hamilton is now 37 and he's not even the oldest on the grid. Sebastian Vettel is only 34 and I don't think he's the type to go out at the bottom. There are several reasons why I'm confident that we'll see Vettel on the grid until at least the end of 2024. The first is the fact that Vettel is clearly willing to face a challenge as we saw at Ferrari. And I'm sure would have been briefed on Aston's plans before he joined coming into the 2021 season. Vettel is one of the most intelligent drivers on the grid and runs the nickname Inspector Seb due to his interest in the engineering of the other cars on the grid. Aston had a big challenge ahead of them, but it's a team that's building its facilities, staff and funding to go on an upward trajectory.
Given how their car currently looks, it has a lot of similarities to the Red Bull in 2008. It is even more when we compare 2022 to 2009. New regulations that are substantially different, and it would take even Red Bull more than a year to catch up. On top of this, Aston Martin has focused most of its attention to the 2024 season, as by then they'll have all of the staff and facilities that they need in place. Whether you're a fan of Aston bringing a very Red Bull-like car to the Spanish Grand Prix, the fact that they built two different car philosophies shows just how serious they are to their cause. Vettel knew that the team was on a journey, investing heavily and building its infrastructures. Everything they are doing points to coming good around 2024, and it is firmly my opinion that Seb's multi-year deal gave him the first option to a seat with the team until that date. It would make sense that he'll stay up to then, as how would he feel if he leaves at the end of 2022 and the team brings a championship winning car for 2024? I mean, that would feel like if Ferrari were to bring a championship winning. Never mind. The second reason is that Vettel is pushing big time for environmental change. Similar to how Hamilton has said that his voice can elude more change while he's an F1 driver, Seb will be able to get more media attention as long as he's still part of the Formula 1 grid. He's still relatively young as an F1 driver at 34, and this gives him two to three more years where he can build an organization to help affect change in different countries. He can earn millions, spread his message, and as we saw on a recent episode of Question Time where he was asked about the hypocrisy of driving an F1 car, F1 is moving towards becoming much more sustainable. If he's part of that change, it helps to further his cause. Basically, Vettel knew that this team was a long-term project. He seems to be very much enjoying the journey of a team that will allow him to have his level of influence. And he's getting paid millions to do it. On top of this, it's also allowing him to continue to fight for his personal causes and Aston Martin are very much behind him when it comes to that path. I'm almost 100% sure that Vettel will be in this sport until at least the end of 2024, that he'll win some races in the interim, and that you'll subscribe, like, and watch the video that's coming up next. Thanks for watching.